landing a great job opportunity is sometimes very challenging. Breaking into tech and getting hired as a sales rep can be even harder. When I was applying to my first sales jobs, I also struggled with the unknown. What to expect, what the tech industry was like, and how do I break in? After years of being an SDR myself, I've decided to build something I wish I had in the beginning. My name is Stefan, and in the SDR Hire podcast, I interview successful SDRs and salespeople who share their stories straight from the trenches. Learn how they got their first job offers, how they succeed every day in their roles, and what makes them stand out in their organizations. We all have what it takes. We just need someone to remind us of the opportunity and give us a better chance for success. Let's get your next SDR gig. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the SDR Hire podcast. Today, I'm talking with Adriana Vidal, a recently promoted account executive at a company called Beyond. Adriana is a retail salesperson turned property manager turned tech sales rep. So Adriana has done a lot of things in her life. At Beyond, she's helping vacation rental managers make more money with their properties. But what makes her story a very interesting one is the fact that she actually dropped out of high school. She dropped out of a community college later, which led to her sales career. More about that, we'll hear from Adriana herself. Adriana, welcome to the show. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for... Oh my God. Wait, is it Stephen or Stefan? It's Stefan. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we can go with it anyway. Okay. I'll repeat that. Hi, Stefan. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Hey, no, of course. I mean, when I bumped into your LinkedIn content, I was very... It, it was really nice seeing what you're doing there. And we can dive into that a little bit later. But first off, maybe you can tell us what your story looks like and sounds like and how you got into the tech world in the first place. Yeah, definitely. So my personal experience has been a little complicated. So after I dropped out of high school, I had to find a job. Basically, no one would hire me. So what I ended up doing was I resorted to pretty much walking around shopping centers with my resume printed out and basically asking every single store and restaurant that I could find for a job, any job. After a few weeks of this, a manager at a men's warehouse that was like right by my house took pity on me and offered me a job in their like tuxedo rental department. So basically I was making minimum wage. The hours were super long. A lot of days I wouldn't get off until like midnight or one o'clock closing the store, but that did introduce me to sales. I just really loved the idea of being able to work with clients and pretty much at that job, I would pretend that I worked in a super high-end store. So I kind of made it my mission to be on the sales floor if I wasn't doing rentals and really just kind of immersing myself in like what sales is and what it could be. So I spent the next few years in retail sales. I worked at a luxury spa. I worked at a swimsuit store on the beach. And I also worked for a jeweler. And pretty much during that time, I would also help those businesses with like their social media presence. So I also kind of fell in love with branding, creating content. So from there, once I kind of had more experience, I decided that I wanted to transition to something that would be like a little bit more of a stable schedule with better pay. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was actually hired at a multifamily housing management company as their marketing manager. About Congrats. a year in, we had a manager like really suddenly leave that was managing an apartment complex in Miami. I was asked to fill in for what was supposed to be a couple of weeks that ended up managing that community for the next, it was a little bit over a year. And I, it was a really cool experience. I really loved a lot of aspects of managing, especially like handling renovations and being able to improve a community. It was really fun, but 
So you're on call 24 seven. I was working until nine or 10 PM, five to six days a week. So that kind of led into some pretty severe burnout that was just kind of starting to affect like a lot of aspects of my life. So after like about a year of property management after that, I was just completely ready to quit. I could not do it anymore. So I actually stumbled across Patrick Gang on YouTube and I kind of started exploring like the possibility of tech sales as my next move. So I pretty much researched as much as I could, watched like every single YouTube video that existed about getting into tech and started applying, networking on LinkedIn. And within three weeks, I had completely changed career. So that's pretty much you know, how wow. I ended up here. Wow. A lot of things there that you mentioned that yeah. I, I need to, <laughs> I really need to pinpoint it really. It sounds like you are actually very resourceful. And when you set your mind to it, there's no stopping you. And I really admire the way you got your first gigs because you were probably getting a lot of no's, a lot of whatever's. <laughs> and I can just imagine what pressure you were feeling until you got that first. And then the way, the way you basically helped yourself go through that. And that led to another opportunity where a set of circumstances gave you the opportunity to grow into a, a manager that was, that led to your burnout. But, and that's also a topic that's very close to me that I felt myself as well. And so I, I really applaud you for the whole trip that you, that you went through because it's, it's really comprehensive and I'm glad you actually stumbled upon tech sales because it's really, it's a really awesome place. And speaking of tech sales, if I understand correctly, you've been added for actually a a pretty short amount of time. So can you tell us more about your first steps into the tech sales? So Beyond was your pr first company, correct? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So I started interviewing, I think really the last week of November, maybe. And then I got my offer December 23rd. Yeah. From beyond. It was honestly crazy. I don't know that I would recommend that people job search the way that I did. I didn't really expect like very much of a response, like not having a tech background or anything, but Basically, I applied to like 200 jobs in like two days. And I was expecting maybe a callback from like two companies, five companies. And I ended up booking like 30 interviews within two weeks, which was amazing. It was, yeah, just really amazed with the response and the encouragement from people that I got on LinkedIn. But it was very overwhelming. If I was job searching again, I would definitely kind of pinpoint certain companies and really just focus on the ones that I wanted to work for versus applying to so many different places and interviewing even at companies that I wasn't really like 100% interested in. It was kind of a masterclass in interviewing. <laughs> so I do think By that I way, think that's a uh, quick question. Were you active on LinkedIn while you were applying for the jobs? So I was not active on LinkedIn before I started applying. I had an account, but it was pretty much inactive. I very rarely posted or did anything. Didn't really understand what LinkedIn was, um, but I knew that it was going to be important in getting a job. So once I had started searching, I did make it a point to post a few times a week, but more so interact on other people's content. And that did help a lot. I got a lot of interviews, like at least 10 or 15 from commenting on people's posts, posting about what I was looking for, things like that. Yeah. 
Awesome. Awesome. And can you tell us maybe how did you manage to go through 30 interviews? <laughs> did you, like, how did you prepare for all of those meetings? Did you forget? Like sometimes like, oh my who gosh. talking with today? <laughs> my first interview went terribly. It was actually, it was with a really like well-known tech company too. So I still like cringe thinking about it, but yeah, I wasn't really as prepared for that interview. Um, I didn't really understand also how casual tech interviews were like coming more from like retail and property management. They're kind of stuffy, very formal. So I wasn't really prepared to have a conversation with a hiring manager versus just like answering a bunch of questions. And so what I did after that interview, um, and just totally bombing that, I started basically just making notes like on my computer. So I would have like basically the person that I was interviewing with, what they did, some cool stuff from their LinkedIn that I wanted to talk about with them. And then I would put below that information about the company, what kind of companies or like businesses they work with, what their software does, and then some questions for just whoever I was talking to, whether it was like a recruiter or a hiring manager. And that pretty much saved me because at a few points I was doing like six or seven interviews in a day and you got to stay organized. So that definitely helped a lot, but I think like just making sure to research, do as much as you can, not just on the company, but the actual individual that you're interviewing with goes a long way to show you are interested in the role, you have done your research, and you're not just some random person with no tech background that's just like applying to whatever. Amazing. And I, I agree with you. I think those are actually crucial things, both on the company as well as the prospect mm -hmm. side or rather the hiring manager side because that's actually something we do as STRs uh, yeah. that's the actual role we're applying for and so that kind of showcases your ability to do the job which is uh, which is a pretty cool hack that you can use but okay you've got 30 meetings 30 interviews <laughs> in the pipeline you're figuring out how to manage them and then what was your conversion rate to the second so I got second interviews I would say for probably 70 percent of Amazing. first interviews, it was definitely, I didn't technically need to leave my job as a property manager. I could have taken more time on the job search. I did not want to. Kind of speed was of importance to me. I really wanted to be able to work from home and just not be on call all the time. Also at the time I was dealing with some health issues. So being able to do everything for my house was very important. I can't um, imagine. But yeah, so I did end up with several offers about like the week of Christmas. And at the time, I wasn't really sure what to look for in terms of companies, how to compare offers on really anything aside from salary. So I do wish that was something that I had looked into more. Um, I think I picked really well. I love Beyond. I've had a really good experience working for them, but just understanding, okay, if the salaries are similar, what else sets them apart? Like the size of the company, the kind of software that they're selling. Can I talk about the software all day is definitely super important. Um, things like that. I really wish that I had done some more research on. Yeah, that was literally my next question. What were the criteria for choosing eventually? And what I hear from uh, other people, and I mean, my own experience included, it's who am I selling it to? So what's the mm -hmm. target audience? What kind of a software is it? Like you mentioned, okay, salary, obviously that's uh, that's probably the number one, but like uh, salary, if it's a good one, then it doesn't really make a huge difference. But if it's yeah. a bad one, it makes yeah. the whole difference. <laughs> Definitely. 
And yeah, okay, so that's pretty cool. So you ended up with, uh, can you share how many? Uh... Yeah, um, so I had three final offers and then I was in final stages with a few other companies, but I decided not to really pursue those and to just pick from the offers that I already had. That's, that's really cool. And so beyond took the victory. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. um, I'm actually, I am really glad that I picked them. I am even besides the fact that I've had a good experience with them. I think that working at a smaller company that is growing really fast is a really good way to one, get into tech sales because a lot of those companies are more open to like people of different backgrounds. So I think that it is easier to get a job, even if you don't have tech experience, but additionally, it does give you a lot of room to be promoted faster than you might normally to be given opportunities to run meetings and take on new projects and things like that, that you might not get exposure to at bigger companies that are more organized for sure i've been eager to ask this question so beyond was your number one pick can you tell us a little bit more about beyond so if i understand correctly they're a prop tech company right yes so we basically help vacation rental managers make more money with their units so uh, managers that have properties like on airbnb and verbo things like that it is really cool because i get to talk to people in all kinds of cool places like the bahamas and the palm beach so it is really a very fun industry to work in that's very nice. And so uh, there you are starting as an SDR for a prop tech company, which I can assume that you were relying on your previous experience in the industry. What was it like being an SDR? What, what did your first three months look like? Yeah. So they were very crazy. When I started, we actually, we had a manager who had very recently joined the company that was managing the SDR team. They actually ended up leaving. He's very nice. We still talk on LinkedIn, but he ended up joining a different company. So my onboarding was very disorganized. Um, and it did actually like the first month that I was working, I thought very much about quitting because it was just really overwhelming to try to figure out like call scripts on my own. I've never written a cold email before. So I really did lean on LinkedIn specifically to find resources, to find different phrases that I could use in my emails and my calls, figuring out how to organize accounts and organize my day. That was something that I did have to do a lot of on my own. We have an amazing SDR manager now who actually started out in that position with the company. So I do think that the training is in a much better place. And I'm, I was actually like really sad to leave the SDR team because I just liked our manager so much. He should really manage the AE team and I'm going to send this to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just really overwhelming at first. However, I think that once I figured out, especially like how to organize my day and week, figuring out when I was most energized to make calls, when I actually wrote my best emails, things like that, that made it much easier to kind of adjust to really outbound sales versus having people walk into your store, I think is a really big adjustment. For sure. I can, I can just imagine. And there's also in the tech space, there's also some companies that have a differentiation between an SDR is, for example, somebody who's dealing with inbound traffic and then BDR is, for example, somebody who's doing outbound sales, but it does really end up, how do you get somebody on the phone or rather have them a Zoom meeting and try to yeah. relay your message, right? For sure. Our company actually calls them BDRs, but we do both. I mean... 
It's 99% outbound. We do have some inbound leads, but it's nothing you could rely on. It's really up to you to book the meetings. Exactly. And I would emphasize how important it is to just not rely on inbound yeah. as a PGR. Okay, awesome. And you figured everything out. You found it, your resources on LinkedIn. And I'll ask you more about LinkedIn a bit later. But it really isn't very common to see somebody get promoted to an account executive in just six months being in the role. Yeah. So what did that path look like? And what led to you being promoted that quickly? Yeah. I mean, I think I've said this before. I just got really lucky with Beyond in that one, it is a company that is experiencing a lot of growth. So there's always new openings. There's always like new projects, new things being rolled out. So I am really glad that I picked a little bit of a smaller company. I got really lucky that I have great managers that are like super invested in everyone's career development. They want to know what it is that you want to do, even if it's not inclusive of beyond, which I think is something really important to think about when you're choosing a company. But additionally, the general requirements were kind of waived for me and a few other people who were interviewing for the role. And not a lot of people will give you the opportunity to prove yourself in a completely new role. So I'm just so glad I ended up there. You actually made the right decision, even though you didn't have all the criteria lined up and you didn't really know what you were looking for, but you probably felt when you got what was... Yeah what was you were looking for. So that's really cool. I do want to touch upon your LinkedIn activity. Uh, that's actually how I came across your profile and your story. And what inspired you to become active on LinkedIn and what does LinkedIn represent for you today? Yeah. So when I first started job searching, I was pretty much just using LinkedIn as a way to find a job. After I got a job, I was really just thinking of LinkedIn as a way to possibly get more opportunities in the future. So I really completely started posting on LinkedIn for selfish reasons. But once I started posting, I did, I mean, I already knew that the LinkedIn community was really supportive and encouraging because I experienced that on my job search of so many people reaching out to me. Like I had people meeting with me on Zoom calls to give me interview advice. Like these are people who did not have to help me, did not have to message me. They were just doing it because they wanted to help other people succeed. So once I started posting, I was really just trying to share what it was like to be a new sales rep because I don't really think that there's a lot of content about that. And it can be really isolating when you're seeing these people on LinkedIn who have 10, 15 years of experience in these very senior roles and they have great advice, don't get me wrong, but that's not where I'm at. So I really wanted to learn from other people who were also new. So once I started posting, I started getting like DMs and comments of people being like, wow, thanks so much for sharing. I was scared of cold calling too. And that's just really amazing to see. So I guess now how I think about LinkedIn has really shifted into, I want to be that person that's supporting. My DMs are always open for anyone to message me if they want resume help or interview role-playing, or if they just want to chat. My mission is kind of now to make sure that other people with more unconventional backgrounds have the support and the knowledge that they would need to break into tech and actually succeed in it. Nice. Nice. That's, that's a very noble thing to offer and giving back is always, it's an enriching experience for ourselves yeah. as much as for others. And I totally kept relating with what you were saying, because I similarly had, I had a similar experience mm -hmm. with LinkedIn as well. And so I was looking at it as a place to look for jobs, but yeah. when I realized <laughs> how powerful it is and 
on both ends, getting help, learning about things, and then helping others and sharing your own message and sharing, finding your own tribe. So I think that's a, that's probably kind of the gist of LinkedIn. And also what you mentioned about those leaders, those experienced sales thought leaders on LinkedIn, like nothing against them. I've learned so much. But yeah. one of the reasons why I wanted to start something like this is mm. actually to provide content that is on, on that initial level, right? Yeah. To actually hear what people like like you, in a sense, like starting out as an SDR actually have to say and relate their mm. experience from the trenches. So it's a very awesome thing that you pointed out. I think that there really is a big gap in LinkedIn. Like you said, like you are creating this podcast to really shine a light on what it's actually like to start out in your career. And I do think that there's a lot of people who need that encouragement, who need just the really basic knowledge of how to succeed in your first role. And that's so important. How you start out does and will define like what other opportunities are available to you. And if you're not getting that support, like from your coworkers or from your manager, for example, you will have to kind of explore and find that help somewhere else. So I think it's amazing. And it's a pretty, pretty awesome world to be in. SDRing, sales tech, sure. or rather sales, the tech sales in the tech industry, uh, let's mm. put it like that. You've grown pretty quickly as a sales person. And what would you say is your uh, secret weapon? What is it that you always come back to and leverage in your day-to-day? I would say, I think that what has helped me a lot in really being able to learn very quickly about sales and really do well in any sales job that I've had tech or otherwise has really been that I try to take it as seriously as if it were my own company. If I were my employee, what would myself to say to this customer, how much work would I want to put into my social media? How would I handle this situation? Whatever it is. I do think that mindset can come with a downside, which for me was ending up feeling very burnt out, but I do think that you can still have that mindset, but within more of a balance. The upside is definitely that I've learned so much about how to not run a business, how to not be a manager, the kind of coworker I didn't want to be. The advantage of that knowledge is that, I mean, that comes with me no matter what career path I'm on. So I would definitely encourage other people to really just think about if this was your company and this was my client on the phone, how would I want this to go? And I think that really does help get up to speed very quickly and also allows you to like experiment, figure out really what works for you and not just what works okay. And I think you you answered also the question that I was going to ask, which is what you would tell to somebody who is just starting out as an STR. And I have a few important points there, but if you're curious, you've grown pretty quickly. You're in AE today. Like, where do you see your career progressing and what is it that you would like to do afterwards? So I don't really totally know yet. Honestly, before I even interviewed for the AE position, I wasn't sure that I wanted to go that route. I do love sales, but I have a lot of other interests as well. I've always been really interested in marketing. Customer success really fascinates me. And a lot of those skills you kind of do as a property manager. So I feel like that could have been a good fit as well. I love being an AE. I'm super excited about it. I think that it's really more interesting to have those like one-on-one conversations. You're not just having the phone call to set a demo. You're actually understanding more in depth, like people's businesses, things like that. So I'm not really sure what's next for me. I do think that it would be super cool to work at a much smaller 
like real startup, even though our company is on the smaller side, it's been around since about 2014. So I think that would be a really cool experience for now, just kind of enjoying being an AE, trying to figure it all out again. Gotcha. I, I think everything, like every new thing that we try ends up being like figuring out yeah. what we're supposed to do. And then, okay, I think I got to handle it yeah, on it. Sure. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I think that kind of brings us to, to the end of the show for at, at least this episode. Before we, I guess, hang up, what is it like one message that you would like to, to tell to the audience? Yeah. So anyone that is currently trying to become an SDR, I would definitely just use this moment to recommend that you do everything you can to stand out in your applications. Make a resume that's really short, very punchy. You can use color to make it interesting. Connect on LinkedIn with managers and employees at those companies that you want to work for. Send them messages, send them voice notes, send them videos, cold call them, send poems if you have to. Really just use like any tool that you have at your disposal because it will make a difference. Also, you can follow me on LinkedIn for more ideas on how to make your applications better. But yeah, and also my LinkedIn DMs are always open for anyone, whether you're an SDR or not, but especially if you're trying to break into tech, I'm always happy to talk to you. And no worries, we'll, we'll put your contact information below the video on every platform. Okay, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being a, an amazing person and being a resource for everybody else and giving back to the community that, that helped you in the first place. So that's really cool. And I appreciate your time today and for being, for being willing to speak on this podcast. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. My first podcast ever. This is very exciting. You've been a great host, and I just appreciate being invited so much. Thank you for tuning in to the SDR Hire podcast, the only podcast exclusively focused on SDRs, where successful salespeople share about their hiring stories and sales adventures straight from the trenches. If you found this useful, Go ahead and share it with someone else you know is trying to break into tech or land their next SDR gig. You can find SDR Hire on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and catch you in the next episode.